Hey there, movie fans. If you're a huge movie buff like me, you probably know that Film on the Rocks has been Colorado's essential summer event for over 20 years, featuring live performances and movies under the stars at iconic Red Rocks Park and Amphitheater. The summer series combines some of the best in culture, views, and cult classics. It's a movie experience like no other. You gotta check it out. They've got all kinds of fun stuff coming up, like Top Gun, Airing July 20th, they got The Lost Boys, you know, I'm going to like that, GoldenEye, Legally Blonde, Independence Day, The Shining, Jurassic Park, Casino Royale, Princess Bride, a personal favorite, and so many more. From May through August, there are 21 drive-in movie options for a date night or a great family outing. It's a state-of-the-art 55-feet LED screen, and they've also got some drive-in options, so you can do that if you want to do. It's $59.50 per car, and you can pack in as many people as you want. It also comes with a really cool snack pack with candy, some soda pop. Sometimes you even get free packs of beer in there. And there are three amphitheater viewings. You've got amphitheater shows that are going on, $16 for general admission, and $32 for VIP. So head to denverfilm.org and get all of the details for each viewing. I cannot recommend it highly enough. If you've never done it before, it is an experience. Go to denverfilm.org. Get all the details. I promise you won't be disappointed. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee. Remember to use promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering StravaCraft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, well, they didn't get swept. Hey, <laughs> road win numero seven. I can't remember. It's been siete. Numero siete. They've got seven road wins, Patrick. They did not, as I predicted, and, and probably will do so for the last time, <laughs> win their first road series. Uh, they're close, though. Coulda, shoulda, woulda had game one. Still, as it, as it were in this one, uh, you know, when they go down 3-2 there, Chi-Chi gives up the two-run shot. You're thinking... They're going to get swept by this team, aren't they? Colorado Rockies really about to walk in to Arizona and get swept by the worst roster in baseball. And uh, as it went down, they they made sure that didn't happen in emphatic fashion, threw out some crooked numbers, finally on the road. Uh, got a pretty decisive win, as it turned out. But for a second there, Patrick, you're going, oh, no. Oh, it gave no. that feeling. It yeah. did have that feeling when they pulled ahead three two. You knew what was gonna, you know, potentially happen with the bullpen. You know, obviously being a lot weaker these days. You saw the offense kind of struggling, and immediately the Rockies got back too. And you said, "Okay, you like this fight right. in them." Chichi even helped himself out there in that in that big spot. Dom Nunez was great today, getting those three hits, and then. You know they 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 got a, a young rookie uh, reliever, which hey can go that way sometimes, and uh, and Arizona couldn't barely get an out, and that four run seventh inning was the difference for them avoiding 
that road sweep. Man, there's Texas coming up, though, at the end of August. And in September, they close in Arizona in a three-game series as much as we might want to. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I should kick myself right now because oh, we're, I, I'm looking at it like, hey, maybe they could win a road series. They're not. They're not going to win a road series this year. I don't think so. No. They're just not. No. As, as much as, you know, and again, that's that's one of the challenges that we have. And, you know, not to pull back the, the fourth wall, but that's, that's one of the challenges we have in the season is covering a team that's obviously struggling but still has a lot of fun things going on, maybe doesn't have a, a good direction. It's it's hard to balance and know what's what. You know, we came on one uh, early on in the season and uh, Rockies had played great at home and you throw it out, you threw out there, hey, can they do well on the road here and get to 500 with a really good road stand? And, you know, and as, as great as they well, might like, play like for first month of the season or whatever. First yeah. Month. yeah. Oh, very yeah, early. Very early. Like, when did I say that? Oh, right. In mm-hmm. Ireland. Yeah. I know yeah. Saying. It was when they were about to go to, uh, to St. Louis. So yeah. the first week of May. Right? right. And you go, and, and again, right. that in a normal season, it's a thing great to thing to throw out there. Sure. But when you've got, you know, your franchise player being traded away, not to, to, you know, beat a dead horse, but it's like this team is is not a contender. This team is is in a in the middle of a transition. You just take it for what it is, and you move forward. You highlight the highlights and try to avoid as many lowlights as possible. Even if most of the highlights contain the lowlights, <laughs> in, in in a literal sense. But today there was a lot of positive stuff there with them battling out, and it really was a full team effort. I think that was my favorite part. You know, we'll get to our king of the game here in a second. And it was like, well, all right, we're all, you and I both were leaning towards one way. This person seems to have gotten a glut of king of the games whenever he's in it. And then there were a couple other guys you go, well, maybe if this guy didn't chip in with two hits. And uh, McMahon also chipped in with two hits. And then at the end of the game, uh, Nunez got his third hit, his second double. Yeah, that made it interesting. Yeah, and again, Chi-Chi, you know, helping himself out. It was it was a full team effort, and so it was it was really nice to see them get that win, and you know, again, a- avoid being made to look foolish. Yeah, they lose two out of three in Arizona. They're still on a historic pace that will probably continue to a certain degree, um, and until they can figure that out don't expect something different, right? It's kind of like, it could happen, but this would have been the moment you go, okay, they use that momentum at home to turn around and win a road series. They're, they're not going to get that momentum. Some serious real changes will need to occur in order for that to happen. And so until it does, we'll just have to highlight the highlights. Yeah, I mean that's always been what the the season has been about, right? And I've, I've never, as I said from day one, it really does not matter to me one way or the other how many games the Rockies lose or win or whatever. Like some people need them to lose a hundred games to prove something to the front office that I don't think is going to prove at all. Or some people need them to get, you know, the highest draft pick possible. Where I'm like, I'm fine with pick seven. That's whatever. Pick seven versus pick three none of that stuff matters that much to me, right? It's always been about and I think it should player developments. I think I, that should. I'm fine with it not. I get I'm, I'm fine with it not mattering to me because there's just a lot of different ways those things can go. It's not that I think there's zero difference between those things. It's that I'm not going to have a particular expectation or reaction to that outcome because I don't think it's nearly as important 
as a lot of other people think, for many reasons that we've run over, you know, it's not the NBA and all of that. But beyond that, to, to get back to the point of the game that, that we just watched in the series that was just played, that these are the kinds of things that I, I really do think are really fun and exciting to watch. And, and some of it that's not like Will pointing out on the other side. Hampson, you know, getting his shot to get in there today, lead off. Uh, you know, he's been a little bit better with the bat, and it just was clear from the yep, up. No, he can't hit a right on right breaking ball right now. He just can't do it, and they're not going to stop throwing it to him. And you know that that's rough. And so we may. It seems like one of the things that we're learning this year is that Hampson's going to have to be one of those guys if he's on your roster, who's the twenty fifth, twenty sixth man utility guy who's used in specific spots, and not somebody that you worry about blocking right where in the future you might have worried about blocking a guy like Garrett Hampson now you don't need to worry about it. you know and and and, I, and we're still rooting for him to do all of these things well where you're not say there with a guy like Dom Nunez well he struggled all, all of that as well there's still much more that he's got to show us one way or the other we saw the positives out of him today so when you see that out of Dom Nunez or what we've seen and, and you really highlighted you know from these young catchers and we've talked about that I, I understand that Elias Diaz is not especially young but from an experience standpoint, and again, from a contract standpoint, they bo both work out nicely for you there. But those kinds of things where you go, okay, that maybe not a part of the future. That part, that, there's, a, there's a nice try with Hampson leading off and let's see what this can do. And let's maybe not do that again for a while. Uh, where the other side, you go, all right, now we've got our eyes on these young catchers even more moving forward. Uh, you know, Nunez, you, you hope is getting into a little bit of a, of a rhythm here. And and I almost want to, you know, kind of look at it in, in the aspect of he's, he's responded to a challenge and, and he's, you know, I don't think he's had the spotlight on him, but Elias Diaz going out and getting nothing but praise for seems like the past two weeks, right? It's probably closer to a week, but going out there homering in, in four straight games, um, Technically a first for a Rockies catcher, at least in the same season. Only the second time it's just happened in general. Uh, handling of, of Herman Marquez and Antonio Senzatella, just doing a fantastic job. The walk-off hits, and you go, all right, Elias Diaz is what it's all about when it comes to catchers, right? It's sometimes for fan bases and of, of all sports, all around the country, all around the world, it's what have you done for me lately? Totally. And, and people go, ah, Dom Nunez, forget him write him off. And again, if you're a ball player, you're an athlete, you, you're not listening to those people anyway. You're not even hearing those people. Right. So yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. But Don Nunez knows. You know, Nunez knows that, man, Diaz is getting the starts three out of five days for the starters. And I've maybe lost a little ground here. And shoot, my batting average has dipped below Chichi Gonzalez's after this game. <laughs> uh, or at least at one point during the game, I think I think it may have come up. No, it's, right. it's still below. It's still it, it below, is. even after a three-hit game. Hey. But bottom line is he's doing it. Yeah, he's doing it in this moment when, you know, Diaz is has got the hot hand, and it's like, all right, let's kind of forget about you a little bit. Hey, no, no, don't don't forget about me. Yeah. Here I am coming in in a big spot, you know, scoring that tie and run and, and helping break open that big inning and and helping to contribute to this victory that avoids a sweep. That again, there's not a uh, there's not a major spotlight on the team in general where oh man they're gonna have to answer all these questions from the traveling media and there's not really much media traveling at all to begin with 
This isn't a team that national media is, is jumping in on Zooms, talking with Buddy, or going down to the game and go, man, what's the scuttlebutt with these Rockies? Oh, my gosh, that big three-game sweep. Like, it's, it's not a big deal to have gotten swept. That being said, Don Nunez and the Rockies, they don't want to get swept. And Nunez was a major catalyst in preventing that from happening. And so I like that kind of response and that rebound that he had in the game here today. And you also don't want to be the worst road team in the history of Major League Baseball. And every singular win that you get inches you closer to not being that. It's like on the one, you know, people talk about all the pacing and all that or whatever. On the other hand, it's like they got to win six more road ball games. To Well, I guess that would tie it, right? So they got to win seven more in order to avoid it, which I know on the one hand sounds like a ton. On the other hand. And and here's the other right thing. Right, seven is nothing. Like it can happen. It's, it's it could happen so easily. Again, I don't think it will. But until it happens, it again, it's one of those things where the switch gets flipped. It's not like they're gonna look like, oh my god, hey, 2022, look out for the Rockies. They might win the division. Have you did you see how they played in the second half? It doesn't even have to be that extreme. It can literally just be right, being right. an average ball club, right, on <laughs> right, the road, and right. you go, oh, my gosh, in a, the last month, they've gotten five road wins. Like, they, that it, right. very well could happen. After That's the All-Star break, yeah. three uh, against the Dodgers, three against the Angels, four against the Padres. That's rough. Uh, then they go for to Houston for two. They're playing really well. Four in San Francisco. At the end of August, three in Chicago, three against the Dodgers, three in Texas, so that's another long road trip. Another even longer road trip in September, four against Philadelphia, three against Atlanta, three against Washington, and then they finish up with a three-game set against Arizona. So no no definite you know, seven wins that you're going to pick off like it's, like it's the NFL schedule, and you go, all right, what are the games to win? We don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it matters. But it could happen. I, yeah, right. At this point, they it's could, just- They could beat the Dodgers two out of three in L.A., I don't think it'll happen, No, but it could happen. Whenever it does happen, it will surprise all of us because it shouldn't be expected. At the same time, you know, I really don't – it's a number of people. And and I had a a call out a friend the other day and a phenomenal video gamer and an excellent baseball writer. But I I had to call out Dan Zimborski a little bit for using magical thinking when it comes to the Colorado Rockies, because it's like, it's like, you can't be the hardcore numbers guy. He's got a 130 WRC plus, and he's got a 136 WRC plus. So the guy with the 136 is objectively definitively better 100% of the time. And then turn around and say, well, the Rockies have a magical juice that gets on them and makes everything terrible. It's like, no, 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 there's, there's reasons for things, and I, and I don't quite get into the magical thinking of, no, you know, they just absolutely cannot win on the road because of some mysterious force out there. That said, though, the walk-off hit-by-pitch should have me questioning that faith just a little bit. Does that make it a little bit where you're going like, okay, maybe it is magic. Maybe it is magic, but at least be consistent on it. If you're going to provide for that space, for the kinds of, like, it, it just, you know, for no discernible actual reason and i do and we've gone over a, a lot of the reasons why it's happening but still <laughs> it's just gotta like now at this point you, you gotta watch them go out there and see what's gonna happen but i i still yeah i think they can they can avoid the history not by a lot it's getting closer and closer but they're still as you just ran through lots of games in there where all you need is for it to just 
flip around for a second and the everything that can go wrong doesn't go wrong for two days in a row on the road and oh my gosh you got a couple like because some of this is they're doing and some of it again is random dumbass luck just sequencing luck even if anything else so yeah it's it so it's it's course field hangover and magical juice maybe maybe a little magical, magical juice. juice just a little bit of magical juice rockies get magic terrible juice on everything yeah yeah you know and you, you said something earlier about you know needing to lose 100 games i mean i, I think there are probably fans out there that that say that but as you know a, a journalist and from everything that i've uh, looked at and seen from inside the rockies organization i think actually would benefit the organization itself to lose a hundred games. And we, we've talked about that. This, I, this just general idea that yeah, they've yeah. been able to avoid a lot of things. Um, and you know, there's people make comments, ah, oh, the media is too soft on, you know, uh, Denver sports or the Rockies Absolute and stuff. Garbage. That's nonsense. That doesn't make any sense. It's the complete opposite of true, but <laughs> right. And, and so it's like, regardless of either way, um, it's, it's, you know, whatever side of the fence and, and and maybe maybe that is true. Maybe that is one of the the things where the Rockies haven't been taken to task for. But I think, again, you know, you you wrote a great article at the end of last season saying like the problem with the the organization isn't Jeff Breidich, it's Dick Monfort. And with everything that he said in the the off season, exactly I said, but oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, say that. Yeah, that that. Now I said that Dick Monfort was a bigger problem than Jeff Breidich. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. He, he's a he's, he's a bigger problem, obviously, and and he's yeah. still around. Right. Yeah. No. Right. But he's not um, the only problem with it, and he's not. He's nowhere near as big a problem as people have made him out to be. And I said that in that article as well. Right. Um, but we know the buck stops with with Dick, and if you know he goes out and he makes certain comments, and you know I, I think those comments are probably fueled by this idea that hey, he is doing a, a really great job, and and we've you know probably talked about about him on the podcast in a positive light a lot more so than maybe some some other folks uh, have, and, and maybe other folks would not like to hear. But you know the I think the 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 less quills that he uh, or, the, or the less arrows he has in his quiver the uh, maybe more likely that some real, you know, change comes about, whether it's massive or otherwise, you know, maybe having a hundred losses or, or setting a record where the team's really bad on the road. Again, that sucks for Rockies fans. I don't want that for Rockies fans. You know, I, I don't want that for anyone who's working their butt off in the organization. But uh, I think if, you know, you feel really good, like, well, there's just rumors out there about the Rockies being a laughing stock of, of MLB and all these things, you know, you can tell yourself enough things to ignore that. We know that's how the, the human mind works. Um, I, I think this would be one that. less it's thing. Garbage. They should ignore it. 100 versus 99 doesn't change that. So I, I hear you. I've heard you make this argument. Well, no, I, I just think he, he uses that as an excuse to – say why he's to justify i'll say that i don't and i don't think he would change if it went the other way so i i do not believe for one second if this team loses 101 games dick Lombard's gonna wake up and go oh i'm i'm gonna be much better now i don't think it i just don't i agree i absolutely agree I, I don't think after this you know immediately that happens and when it does happen it won't be massive um but i i think those things can help you know, tear down a wall and stuff. So that's, you know, that, that again, that wall exists. So that's where we're just coming at this from completely different 
places. So anyway, let's get back into the game and the, and the, the, the play. The on king. The, the We've Rockies, got a king to crown. The Rockies won a baseball game today. So let's toast to them on this day, their seventh road victory of the year. Take out your juice drop IPAs, maybe your hot peak. Maybe I'm only going to list the IPAs now. Uh, get your Colorado Avalanche, Amber, your lagers, whatever you got, Strawberry Sky, always a favorite, of course. And get your 15-can sampler of your Breck Brews or your Breck Celsius down at the DNVR bar. And you get a bigger one if you're a member of the family. Do become a member at the DNVR.com today. We'll throw you out a free shirt when you get the annual subscription from the DNVR locker. All kinds of cool stuff for being a member of the family also all kinds of cool stuff that comes along with being manscaped i can't say all of them on this show because we're mostly rated pg-13 here but fellas you got to get manscaped now if you're watching on youtube we can't do that either so really (laughs) no matter the medium we we can only do so much (laughs) just say joe make sure you're following subscribe to the youtube for the live manscaped demonstration no no, that's <laughs> maybe not. Uh, but do, fellas, fellas, you want to feel good. You want to smell good. You want whoever's taking care of you to feel good and not all grossed out by your situation. So take care of it with Manscaped. Get that lawnmower 4.0, some spritzer, some deodorant, the most comfortable pair of boxers you've ever worn in your life. And use promo code DNVR at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code DNVR at manscaped.com. All right, Patrick, as you mentioned earlier, we do have a potentially controversial, I saw some people crying for Dom Nunez in the comments, and it will not be Dom Nunez as our draft king of the game. We got to hand it out to demand a myth, the legend, (laughs) Chi-Chi Gonzalez. That final double by Dom was like, ooh, now we have someone who broke the tie. Toppy had two hits. McMahon had two hits and an RBI. Nunez only had an RBI and two hits. And then all of a sudden, yeah, hits that second double. And you go, well, you know, someone did have to be on the other end of those Chi-Chi Gonzalez fastballs. So, but I'll I'll say this again, Chi-Chi, another one of those gutsy performances. That, man, that word gutsy, I feel like we haven't overused it. But no, it's it's no. just it's been very yeah. apropos. With John Gray gives up two runs in the first, shuts it down for five. Yes. Three runs in the first, shuts it down for five. Yes. You know, he 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 keeps doing that. And Chichi, very gutsy. And you know, in in this game, he you know it was really that one bad pitch. It was it was just a home run to Van Meter yep. that was that kind of yep. crushed him. And you know, not. You know, at, at Coors Field, okay, that's a quality start. Five innings, three earned runs, no. But I, I, I submit this, that I went and I did a, I did a quick little uh, research project just All going right. back and looking to see how many Rockies starting pitchers had ever started 28 or more games. Tonight, today was his 29th game. Oh, that's Throw awesome. a guess out there. Yeah, how many do you think? It was. I'll say it's a little bit more than I uh, – no, I, I bet you'll be very close. Pitchers. I think it'll be very close. 28 games or more for the Rockies, obviously. Yes. Right? 28 games or more started for the Colorado Rockies. And let me th- and, I'll, and I'll throw uh, a hint at you. I'll start with the okay. guys who have thrown 28 going into today. Eddie Butler, Chi Gonzalez, Masato Yoshi, Chris Russin, 
Oh, wow. Drew Pomerantz through 30. So I wanted to give you like a threshold. Yeah. So you go, all right, so, if those guys so, make the list, yeah, who would be, gonna, right? That's going to bump up my number by okay. about 10 or 15, just hearing those Ooh. names. Yeah. Ooh. That's going to put okay. me... That's going to put me closer to, I'm going to say 45. Yes. Nice. 47. Excellent. No excellent. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. That's again, tag team effort. You, you're the king of the game right now. Cause you got, you were there. I'm the Dom Nunez. I set you up. I was calling the pitches, gave you the good hint. And so looking at this list again, you go like, that's not a lot of guys. Right. And you, and you look at some of the other guys who've done it. Um, and he's still sticking around, you know, has, has a better ERA than, than Mike Hampton, which was kind of half pre, half post. <laughs> Humidor, again, looking at his ERA plus, a lot of guys that weren't quite as good, uh, Sean Estes, Jeff Hoffman, Mark Thompson. And it really actually even made me think the value that he's had, like um, he's, he's how, think of how many games he started and think of how many games Peter Lambert hasn't started. Right. That's Peter Lambert's spot. And yeah. Chi has gone in there and yeah. done the job. Yeah. Ryan Rawlson, should he have should he have been up in the majors in 2020 starting games? Right. Maybe he's not now. He's had some injury setbacks and right. Chi's in there. So as much as you might want to look at his wins above replacement, right? And it's at like a half. It's yeah, it's sure. less than one. Right. That is all relative, right? We know there are there probably right now is probably one of those good years to look at it. There are some some teams, right? Oklahoma City Dodgers, maybe, that you look at their depth and go, there's a couple guys on that team that I bet that Colorado wouldn't mind having in their bullpen or maybe as their fourth outfielder to mix and match. And you go, all right, that is considered a replacement player. But if you have a bit of a hole in your system, well, you you don't have that replacement player, right? You say, ah, oh, this guy's at zero value over the course of his 300 at-bats. Let's get rid of him because, you know, hey, let's bring up a young guy. What if you don't have a young guy? And the Rockies kind of have that issue a little bit right now at, um, on, on all sides of the ball right now in, in AAA. And Chi-Chi has been so huge. He's, he's a dark horse yeah. where in five, ten years, people are going to think back on Chi-Chi and just really get warm. Uh, it helps that it, you know, he's doing this during a downtime. You know, if this was more 17 and 18, he probably wouldn't be around. Some other guys would be getting starts. They would maybe look to acquire somebody in a trade at the deadline, whatever it is. But Chichi Gonzalez has really been, he's probably been the, the most underrated player and undervalued and underappreciated player for this organization since they were in the postseason in 2018. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day i can't remember the the entire con oh it, it was when john gray had had his rough start right and he had had the given up the three runs on the four doubles to open the game and and thinking about what it takes to get out of that and the difference between baseball and some of the other sports where in other sports relief can come from like get off the ice and someone else will be there for you or let's not pass that guy the ball because he can't shoot or you're only big and strong but you're not very fast that's okay be a lineman you don't need to be you know whatever you can specialize you can do whatever and when you're a pitcher you have to get out there's you have one job and very difficult but there's no you don't get to like the clock's not going to come and save you you, you don't get to go play right field for this last batter for a second someone, and then you go back in. 
you get outs until the manager comes and takes the baseball from you. It's a weird job. And Chi-Chi, I, I could not agree more. It's like someone's got to go out there and get those outs. And as we've seen, when it gets to that bullpen, when you're looking at Jolie Chassin as now your definitively best closer, uh, relief pitcher. True. He is. He's their best reliever right now. So, you know, getting outs at in Major League Baseball is never a given. And the other team, as long as you're throwing the ball over the plate or walking guys can go, you know, that gif of all the baseball players going around forever and ever and ever. Rockies were doing that for a second there in the middle innings in this one. So I, I, I'm with you. Chi-Chi does yeoman's work because it'll never be appreciated and it, it'll never look great. But all the outs he got after giving up that homer, dude. Oh, love it. Yeah, it was it was huge. He only has four career wins with the Rockies, which is a shame. Like, no, right? Yeah. You, go, uh, yeah. 12. you go, all right. So many losses, you know, and he's he had sure. – um, 13 losses, and you go, all right, that makes sense. There's going to be those no decisions, but you would have thought more than four yeah. wins, right? And he did some games as a reliever where he was pretty good too, and you can pick up some cheap I, random Ws, or does it only count his wins as a starter? Uh, I'm not – I, I think it's just his – it might be his, his overall wins. but It's got to be both, yeah. It's got to be his, his overall It is. Wins. It's, so it's, it's his total wins. And I think he even got um, a win – uh, like in, in L.A. when he came in and, and uh, had a fantastic outing back in 2019 where he was really great. So, you know, he hasn't gotten the support. And, again, is the starting pitcher for a game in which they won, but he did not get the win. Doesn't get the best. Hashtag kill the win. Manny Manny. Right now, we see you, <laughs> we see you out there. We see you. We, we feel you. We hear you, Manny. All right, let's get into talking about some of the best Colorado Rockies as of late. They do have some guys – going well we do want to remind you that if you think you know who's going to be going well later on get on the DraftKings sportsbook app start laying down a little bit of money you think you know who's going to get hits who's going to get home runs who's going to get big strikeouts we had the over on you for the strikeouts from john gray and that was another thing i started thinking about that as he was he was like he might not get any strikeouts he might be out of this game before he's recorded an out we got eight of them so uh, you live on the edge when you bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, but it's a whole lot of fun. You can make a little extra cash. And uh, they got some fun promos. All the times they're throwing promos at you. By, by promos, I mean free money to bet on whatever you want, which is really, really cool. Right now, the promo du jour is McGregor versus Poirier 3, all set up for UFC 264. So do download the draft. The top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $264 only. A DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or over. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, we've got your DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week ready for you, and it may shock you. It's Dustin Poirier this weekend over Conor McGregor at minus 125. McGregor did not look great in their January rematch, as crazy as it may seem. We've got Poirier winning via TKO once again. There's a reason he's the number one contender 
for the lightweight championship. Poirier winning over McGregor at minus 125 is your DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. There's going to be a lot of good old DraftKings business going down at the DN- DNVR bar this week, right? We've got the UFC. Come down for the uh, fight. No cover charge, too, even, which I was a little surprised about. I was like, hey, all right, that's that's great. That's going to be packed out. Make sure you get down there early for Poirier and McGregor. And, you know, everything that's going to happen with the Home Run Derby and, and just the general All-Star game stuff, just picking a random player to go out and maybe, hey, you're going to get one at-bat in the game. Are you, are you going to get a hit? Are you going to get an RBI? Are you going to hit a home run? We'll see. Like, everyone's going to want to bet on Otani to homer because that's never happened. Players right. never – pitched and homered in the same game four times a player has hit an extra base hit and pitched steve carlton being the last one real and a great little fun fact well yeah before the dh did uh, right pitch, sure pitchers hit, just, right yeah right no it makes sense once i thought a little deeper about it but you know i'm living well, in only four have even had an extra base hit yeah um and how about this the last i wanted to say this for, for the Derby and all. Eh, I couldn't. I couldn't resist. If I know something, it's I want to tell you guys out there. It's right there now. But the last pitcher to make a plate appearance, right? Because we've just been using the DH for a long time. Who's the last pitcher? Think so- rectangularly. Think about our state of Colorado. Think More. about a certain Hall of Famer. A certain Hall of Famer who's shaped like a rectangle? Shaped like a rectangle. No, he's from the state of Colorado. It was Halliday? Roy Halliday. It was Doc The last guy. No kidding. Last pitcher to ever stand in a box for for a plate appearance was Roy (laughs) Halliday. Shaped like a rectangle. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Will, there will be events uh, at the DNVR bar over All-Star Weekend. I mean, all the stuff's going to be on, right? We're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff for the Home Run Derby. Going to have watch parties for that. Going to have watch party on uh, Tuesday for the game, obviously. Everyone hanging out, uh, chilling, doing that kind of thing. We're trying to figure out exactly what kind of specials to get everybody for, like, you know, shots and stuff when things happen and and those kind of fun things. But I think we can announce now. It's about to go out on social media. Yeah, now's a good time. And, again, if you're listening to this on the podcast, cool. But you would have found out about it a lot sooner because we're going to yeah. tell you right now on the YouTube feed. Got a little special guest, a couple special guests coming up, but a real special one on Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. Uh, for those of you who want to come out and watch maybe a little Rockies and a little Yankees, see where we're huh? Yes. Huh? That's right. We'll have Talking Jake and John Boy. John Boy Media is going to be in town, going to be hanging out with us at the bar on Sunday. Uh, be doing their show. They'll be watching Yanks, watching Rocks. We'll be chatting with them after the show, a little bit on our show, after they do their show. So there'll be a lot of fun down at the the DNVR studios and all of that. But if you want to come by and and say hi uh, to, to Jake and John Boy, I'm sure they'd love to say hello. That'll be fun. Fun hanging That out. will be. And and um, we'll we'll see if the rumors that are that are circulating about uh, them potentially bringing their wiffle ball with them. I mean, that's right. That's this most silliest thing in the world, and I absolutely love watching them play wiffle ball in a back alley somewhere absolutely. in the Bronx. And, and it's I've just and been, so, 
Uh, you go ahead. because Someone's I, keeping statistics for that. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah. someone's oh. actually been keeping statistics for their no. games. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, and I do appreciate, because I, I feel like I'm definitely third, but on the podium, because I know you're an excellent lip reader. You're a better lip reader than I am. And I, and I think John Boy's got us both beat uh, just a little bit. I'm a decent one. I feel like I can get get on the, the podium a little. I can be there in third place, but. It's the the thing these days. All right, let's get into the Colorado Rockies, who've been playing well lately with our regularly running series, 20th and Blaze, the hot, fiery players for your Colorado Rockies. <laughs> Believe it or not, even when they're not winning games. And yes, in fifth place. <laughs> and in yes. This was a good week because there, I think you could have made a case for a couple different people, and and by yeah. week we mean more than a week. You know, the, yeah. the last home stands included too. We kind of uh, full disclosure stretch it out just a little bit because that I, that's how you think you know a guy is is hot. You don't want to totally throw out something that may have happened in the Pittsburgh series because it was uh, one day over a week ago. So we kind of take that into consideration. Fifth on our twentieth in Blaze would be Mr. John Gray. He's Ow. looked fantastic over his last two starts, both six-inning six inning outings. One, he gave up two. The other, he gave up three, did come away with a win, and has really rebounded well since coming off the IL. And um, I, I tend to think that he still might not be 100%. I mean, I don't think I think most ball players aren't 100%. Yeah, yeah, right. And that being said, he's been really, really solid, uh, especially considering that it's been early on that he's, you know, gotten hit. And for him to be able to immediately rebound in, in the, the second, you know, plate appearance that a guy sees you after already, you know, slapping a double or even the third appearance for the guys at the top of the lineup, he's, you know, even more effective is really promising for what he's going to do in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I'm just very I this is going to sound weird and condescending or silly and stupid and whatever. I don't know. I'm going to say it anyway. I'm just very proud of John Gray. I <laughs> having watched him since he was in rookie ball and and everything he did in Grand Junction all the way up through it and just uh, that last outing really did like hit me and I like look how far you've come, man. I would have rage quit that game. Right. Like you're down, you're already down three, nothing. You haven't gotten anybody out. There's another guy in scoring position. This sucks. And he, that he recovered so completely. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to have a really nice finish to the season. And I, I think he and the Rockies are going to come to terms in the off season about a long-term deal here. It'd be cool. It'd be really cool to see. Number four is going to be, Mr. Trevor Story getting on our list. Yes. We got old Trevo. Uh, you know, really looked recharged there in the Arenado series, played okay in Arizona. Uh, but overall, going into today, you know, uh, had the two home runs, seven RBI. That's the other thing, don't forget. Two stolen yep. bases. Yeah. Let's throw that on top of the heap, all while, you know, having a couple more eyes on him, uh, being the Rockies' lone entrant in the home run derby. That'll be really exciting to see what he does. He's getting matched up against Texas Rangers slugger Joey Gallo. 
Yeah, tough first round matchup. I really felt sure. like we giving him Mancini's seed, but still, that's eh, fine. Uh, I, you know, Gallo could go either way. What if he strikes out? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what if he swings and misses? What if he doesn't swing at all and doesn't understand how this game is played? If he tries to draw a walk. He forgets what's going on. He's really good at walking. Uh, no. Yes. Oh, I thought this was the on-base percentage derby. I am <laughs> nearsighted. I couldn't read all the signage going around. Why we don't have one of those. Um yeah, I, I think Trev has been a lot better over the last week or so. He's looked more just kind of relaxed and locked in and driving in runs when you expect him to, that, those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, uh, no, I, I don't think so. I saw your question earlier, and since you were diligent enough to ask it a second time, good on you. Uh, I do think the Rockies will be trading Trevor's story. Remember when we talked about qualifiers, when they gave us the Elias Diaz as the first catcher to hit a home run in four consecutive games in the same season. And we went, oh, that necessarily means that someone has done this, but across two seasons. So when I, you know, I've heard a lot of different things internally, but just externally, when it was basically announced, the Colorado Rockies will not be trading Trevor Story before the All-Star break. <laughs> I went, that's an interesting qualifier because three days ago, but black went on MLB network and said, we will not be trading Herman Marquez period. And we told him so <laughs> that's pretty damn definitive, but um, yeah. So I actually, I, I do think that they're going to trade Trevor. Um, I've heard enough chatter around and, and I think they'll have it. And you're right. It is sad, but baseball, it is also probably the right business decision. You hope they get a decent return and we'll, see it when we find it but yeah yeah, yeah. it uh i i agree I, th I think he'll get dealt and i don't think john gray will get traded right i yeah. think they he should but i don't i don't think they will and so we'll kind of see what happens and for for anyone saying oh yeah but you got to get back something really good for trevor story because you know otherwise you, you would have gotten a, a decent little draft pick well a we don't know that that's the case with the upcoming cba and b you get a draft pick how many years is it going to be until that guy is on the roster and helping the Rockies win? Sure. So, I mean, you can say that about packages of prospects as well, but hopefully well, not as much. Get, yeah, not, it depends yeah. on. Yeah, hopefully you get guys that are a little. Yeah. Working. But if you're getting a bunch of guys in rookie ball or low A too, you could still be looking at, you know, three years before. I, I'm with you. Like it's just right. Yeah, and yeah. again, it, does that give you some insight on and on, on what the front office thinks? No, I have. Sometimes you really don't know uh, what they're thinking, what they're doing sometimes, but right. You, you take the draft pick, you're saying, okay, um, you know, if we get a college player, you're not going to see them until 24, 2026. If it's a high school player, 2026 to 2028, like that's a long ways away. But if you're saying, you know what, with this starting rotation, uh, we got to lock some of them up to extend their contracts. And uh, we're believing in some of these young guys will then get, you know, players that are already in a system, get, get some double A, triple A players. And we'll, we'll break all that down as, as we get closer. And uh, it doesn't stress me out. Cause man, I'm just excited for the all-star game stuff. Dude, I know. So right? it's like, it's like, ah, you know what? There, there's nothing charged in it whatsoever, but you know who is charged? That would be number three on our list. The Colorado kid, Kyle Freeland has yet to give up a run since two weeks ago. At yeah. this point. Kyle. Yes. Uh, he looks like the best version of himself again, competing as a full and complete athlete 
doing it at the plate, doing it in the field. One of the things that I had forgotten until he did something in his last outing, I can't even remember what it was right now off the top of my head, but I just went, oh, yeah. One of my predictions after watching him as a rookie was that he was going to win a gold glove as a starting pitcher. And, of course, now he hasn't. And then, like, right after that, you know, we were more focused on how great he was at pitching and then how bad he was at pitching. And, of course, that's been the focus ever since. But he's an excellent athlete off the mound fielding his position and, and to see him locked in right now. Uh, yeah, man, he, this is one of those things that Rockies fans probably root harder for the success of Kyle Freeland than anyone. He gets the longest leash of anyone who struggles, right. When his 2019 is terrible. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the stories written in him about in the local paper about his mental state, you know, where the guy from Oklahoma, maybe, you, you do that because fans aren't going to have a backlash at you as much. So, you know, he's always had a little bit of a longer leash, but at the same time, I think it's good that there's somebody, there's at least one guy that everyone wants to succeed. And yes. when he does it, it feels like, again, I'll use a magic thing. Now it feels like it injects the entire team that, Again, everybody, if, if we're all feeling it out in the media, that even the media can't be cynical about Kyle Freeland, even when he was terrible. I think his teammates feel a lot the same way, right? So then when he does well, it just creates this wonderful energy around the whole team. I love watching when Kyle Freeland is on. And to your point about uh, the mental fortitude, you know, in his 11 innings pitched uh, that he has not given up a run, uh, he's allowed 11 runners, six hits, Four walks, one hit by a pitch. None of them have scored. He's stranded all of them, gotten several double plays as well. So you like what he's been able to do yeah. with a little traffic on the bases. Uh, always had that ability to, to yeah. induce the double play. It's, yeah. it's going to help you out a lot, Coors Field. Yeah. All right, number two, going back to the offensive side, Mr. Elias Diaz, two walk-off hits in the past week, five home runs, batted 407. Uh, during that time span in eight games, eight RBI leads the team, uh, during that span scored six runs. Just, I, I don't know what else you could say. Did a great job handling Herman Marquez in the near no, no man. Really great to see him kind of, you know, have his moment here in the sun. Yeah. He, he's easily the breakout player of the last weeks or whatever, since he started to break out, whenever it is, he's been their best position player which is wild uh to think about right um hit another homer in this set that got the rockies you know into the game now they ended up losing that one. that was that was in game two right where they ended up kind of losing going away but it pulled them to within one at the, or, or maybe made it three one it got them on the board right even that kind of <laughs> that's a, a big thing getting get on the board on the road and and that it hasn't just been the homers either. Like He looks like a totally different guy at the plate. Uh, and those of you that listened into the podcast last week, I can't remember exactly which episode it was where uh, we went through and we highlighted the defense and where everybody has been at and DRS and DRS is loving on Elias Diaz. And so if he really has figured out the bat a little bit, Rocky's got themselves a nice little baseball player right here. And for the last three weeks, and, and most of it was Elias Diaz doing the heavy lifting, but Nunez has chipped in there, and uh, he's added to that total today with the two doubles and, and single. But Rockies catcher since June 18th, tops in slugging percentage, tops in home runs, tops in overall wins above replacement, according to Fangraphs. 
better than better than anyone in the NL. Yachty in the Cardinals, Posey in the Giants, Will Smith in the Dodgers. Number one, Rockies. Again, a lot of qualifiers in there, but still, you got to go out and do it. You yeah. know what? They're doing it right now. Yeah, gotta love that for Elias. And the man that has been doing it and doing it and doing it well. Well. <laughs> And, and we're hoping that he really does do it. That's Mr. Herman Marquez, yeah. number one with a bullet, near no-no, then goes back out on Sunday in a day game. And we even talked about this too last yeah. week. If you recall that his numbers at night are a lot better than his numbers in the day. Nope. Again, a lot of that can be can be blown apart with the fact that, you know, we're only we're only talking about a, a handful of starts on, on each side. So you know, that uh, creates a much smaller sample size, but goes out, shoves, proves Bud Black right because Bud Black's sitting there going, should we tell him? Should we not tell him? Oh, God. What if he craps the bed? And right. then now we got to go, you're an all-star. And he's like, what? I just want to take a cold shower. Right. I got completely shelled by the Cardinals. But no, he gets his moment to, to tip his cap and they make the announcement. He has the big hug with Buddy. And it's this great moment, and and, and it's, it's historic, and he's been great for the entire week plus. Yeah. I, uh, so let me ask you this, because I've got I've said no. superlatives. I already know the answer is no. Also, most times when you build up to a question, my answer is no. Well, <laughs> I feel like, because you, you did it with, hey, did they win a series well, on the road? Can they? No. All right. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. I don't want to say no to this, so I'm going to listen. Armand Marquez has been named to the 2021 All-Star Game. Will he actually pitch in the game? Yes. Okay. You you zigged? I thought you were going to zag on that one. Yes, I do think. I think there's even a chance he could throw two innings. That sounds crazy. Think I think so? there is a chance, yes. Uh, I believe he's scheduled to start on Friday, so that's like a good, good spot. I thought right. you were going to ask. Does he get the start? Mm. And I, I no. don't think he deserves it necessarily. No. I think it's a great story. Even you know, he's though probably isn't going to be there. Just so everyone knows, if, if anyone right. didn't know, he said he is. So, so it's not out of. And there's a couple. There, I think there's another guy. I think that might be starting on Sunday. Uh, there, there are pitchers that have better numbers that are right. you know, more deserving. Yes. He's a better story, no doubt about it. It'd be cool, but but that being said, I still think you know because now starters uh, of the All Star Game. You know, two innings is pretty standard unless, you know, I don't know, you get guys swinging at the first pitch and you go, all right, that was a six-pitch first, seven-pitch second. Yeah, go out there for a third. Right. Uh, we'll see what happens with that, and that could be the case at Coors Field. And we don't know. We know that the home run derby baseballs are going to be left out of the humidor, but what about the yeah, ones well, the yeah. that's a That's a whole other thing. Pretty clarified, isn't it? But I think Marquez actually has a chance of throwing two innings, and yes, he will most definitely uh, pitch in that game. Uh, if you're, those are our subscribers to the dnvr.com. We got some articles that came up this week and um, we talked a little bit about Ubaldo Jimenez is actually the last guy. Yeah. Robinson Cano is the last American league player to, uh, to have made an out against a Rocky starter because since then it's just been yeah. uh, two relievers, uh, relievers, Greg Holland. Uh, and I think uh, Brian Fuentes since yeah. then. Yeah. So 